dead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. As am I. So far, going to go to the doctor pretty soon. Been a little dizzy lately. We think we got to adjust my meds, my blood pressure meds anyway. But anyway, that's that's all well and good. We've got game, let's see. Let's see. Yeah, have a game coming up. I, I, it's always kind of odd because I, I record these shows like a day in advance. So I'm always, I've always got one, one I put up at midnight, one on deck that I put up for the next day. And then this is the one I'm recording for the day after. So it's like, I'm two days ahead. So anyway, the Monday game should have been happening by by this time. It's not really we're doing we're going to be doing a uh session point five because my friend Carlos wants to start an Emberon game and we're all gonna pitch ideas for characters, see if we can write some up and maybe do a little encounter. I don't know. Anyway, that's what I got look looking forward to. Today I want to talk about a way to story story structure. A bit about story structure and what I've gleaned off of off of TV. And we'll talk about that after this. This is something I have pretty much gotten off of certain certain series. Namely, this started to me started with me when I used to watch The Simpsons a lot. And to lesser extent Family Guy, I think. And King of the Hill does this too. Sometimes, but it was, I found it so interesting that in the Simpsons, they would start a story on something. And then in like the first five, 10 minutes of it, do a complete 180 and it'd be about something else. And then it'd go totally off in a different direction, which I found fascinating because it's like, it's almost like the writer's we're doing a bait and switch on the on the viewers all the time because and but it kept but it kept you coming in every week because it's like okay this is about this but how's it going to end up how's it going everybody wonders how it's going to end up because sometimes they give you like re, you, what you think is a one joke thing that's not going to not going to carry through but then they make it into something else and you know, it's just, it kind of blows my mind. And I don't know why we can't do that for games. Start with something. First of all, it's basically, like I said, it's a bait and switch. You can bait and switch the players. It doesn't matter as long as the story's good. As long as the adventure, they like the adventure and they're having fun. What you could do is say, okay, you pick out one of the characters. Say you've been, say you guys, I'm going to take, I'm going to assume that you guys have been playing for a few sessions so you know the characters more or less. So you look at the characters. What's their weakness? What's this? What's that? And you go, okay, this guy likes horses. This guy's going to buy a horse farm. All right, he buys a horse farm. Big deal. You got to upkeep it. How are you going to go adventuring? But then something happens where you discover one of the horses is actually an enchanted prince or some other monster or some other person who's been missing in another kingdom for decades. Say it's a missing king and he'd been transferred into a horse. And then you've got an adventure there. And that's, and then you just, 
it's like you take something and say, okay, how can I flip this? How can I, how can I take something out of left field and put it in there and make it work? This is what I, this is the part of storytelling, story, story making I love because I like to take things that you just, you know, I'm, I'm the kind of guy who said, okay, let me do Iron GM and give me like six different things that really don't go together and make them go together into a story. Fascinating. And you know, I, I played, a, I ran, I, in North Texas, I was in a game with, uh, that Frank Mincer wrote, ran, sorry, I just can't talk today. But he ran it, and he told, he asked everybody to give me three, th- give me three, th- each player to give him three things, and he worked all of them into the story. Now that's a little bit too much for me, but at the same time, it, it was fascinating the way he did it. And afterwards, he said, "You." He turned to me and said, "You ought to run stories like this. You ought to take disparate things and run stories like this." And ever since then, I remembered that, and I, you know, I thank Frank. Frank, thank you. I remember that, and I want to, you know, and this is the same way. I mean, they do this on TV all the time. You know, there was, yeah, it, it's just it's just an incredible thing to do. And I'm going to try that, you know, next time I, I try and run an event, write an adventure. I've got some ideas already, but there's no reason. Uh, Cattle Drive would be perfect for that because it's a, it's a you know, plug-and-play type of thing. Something happens to the, the troubleshooters, and then something else happens that is totally out of left field, and somehow they're connected. That's the fun part. Take these things where you say he bought a horse. Okay, take a take, first of all, take take a piece of paper. Write down PC buys a horse farm. Circle it. Write down over here. The horse. Is, there's a horse that is actually a cursed king who was polymorphed years ago by. And you circle that. Okay, why was that? Why was he cursed? You find out some some mage had a had a, a vendetta against him, or one of his enemies did it. You put that there, and then you take the and you start fitting them in, and it becomes a jigsaw puzzle, and it's fun. I think it's fun. I hope you think it's fun too. But anyway, you get the gist of what I'm talking about. And next thing you know, you've got some kind of story arc. I mean, yes. Once again. The players have to be added, and once again, the players will probably may may go off on some different direction. Let them; they will come up with something else that is has nothing may have nothing to do with it that you work in, and that's what I love about taking a story and flipping it on its side, flipping it on its head like that. Anyway, I hope you take that advice, and I'm going to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk about this or anything else, oldmangrognar@gmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized so as little as 99 cents a month. You, too, can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thanks again to Jonathan Dorje, Wendell Jessen, Oliver Shriek, Gilbert Soros, Mark... Yeah, him, too. Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Daniel Reynolds, Dan Gregg, Benjamin Brodell, Jason, and Big John Allen Large. Thanks, guys. And don't forget Dan Gregg's The Young Y-U-N-G, Young Grognar Podcast, Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albert Podcast, Big John Allen Larges, The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. (laughs) 